The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatria. I am joined with Andrew Hansen, the one and only language Olympic himself. Andrew, how are we doing tonight, man? Doing well, Mike. Just keeping an eye on the coaches challenge here. We're in back-to-back nights, so the Wednesday night coaches challenge that coach sprung on us. Uh, I've got one team that's in the top 10, and I've got Lou Williams coming tonight, the late night hammer. So I'm looking for that team to jump up the standings here late night. Yeah, I was looking at that, and it, it doesn't look like uh, you know too many people have uh, many players in the late games. I think we saw you know one other player up there with Lou Williams as well. But uh, you'll definitely be jumping some people, and that's why it's important to always kind of you know have a little bit of real estate in that late night hammer. You always kind of just see your your number go up a little bit. I like to just go to bed early some nights, forget about it. And then when you wake up, you know, your heart's racing, you're wide awake at like as soon as you open your eyes because you want to know, did I win more money or did I lose money? So it's like a it's like a secondary uh, sweat sometimes. That's impressive that you can do that. I, I can't go to sleep if I if I think I have a chance of winning. Well, part, part <laughs> of it. You can be able to sleep. I think part of it is uh, I have I, I have like just like some deja vu routine where some of my biggest GPP wins, I've sweat out sleeping. Okay. So, so it's now it's just like okay maybe if I just go to bed I'll wake up and it'll it'll be a, a big win. So it does it hasn't worked recently. I, you know I I've been doing well but I just haven't uh, I haven't gotten one of those you know top three I would say in a GPP where you can you know really write home about it. So I'm still waiting on that one. Well yeah I mean if it's superstition then I I feel you on that. You got to go to sleep if that's going to give you your best chance of winning. <laughs> the, the, the spoon under the pillow just like you want it to snow as a kid. Uh, you know I get, we'll figure some out. This season it's <laughs> we're only 2 weeks in so I'm not I'm not sitting here. A lot of people, you know, there's been some seasons where I got like uh one of my first GPP wins on uh, the 3 weeks left in the season. So it's a long game. Uh, I'm not I'm not complaining 2 weeks in. I'm net profit right now. But That's right. But we go we go 7 days a week here. And we go, we rotate with three of us, make sure we have our stamina here for the whole season. Yep, you'll get one of us on our best nights, we'll hope. <laughs> but <laughs> we, uh, we got four games to break down for you guys tonight. Uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun slate. Uh, you, you know, we'll take a little quick hit. We'll talk about our lineups a little bit, too. Uh, but, you know, as always, first, we just want to thank our presenting sponsors. Uh, you know, the guys over there at Fantasy Draft, uh, they're the reason why we can do this show seven days a week for absolutely free behind no paywall uh and they also are doing some pretty fun things over there with their rake free games if you jump over there now use the promo code hoopball uh get one week of free rake free gaming check it out you get up to a thousand dollars for that week and andrew uh, we we talk about it every time but it's just crazy the amount of savings you get actually playing over there like i'm exclusively playing my cash games only on fantasy draft i mean I, I still take you know shots and gpps on other uh you know at other websites but it's only because the prize pools are a little bit bigger and there's a degenerate factor in my in my playing where i want to win a lot of money in one night so i don't know about you do you still do you still dabble in a lot or are you exclusively kind of investing over there now yeah i'm uh, i'd say probably the majority of my plays at fantasy draft now 
Um, but yeah, I, I mix it up for some of the other big G, GPPs on the other sites. But you're right. If you're going to do cash games, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, obviously there, we, we have a lot of sponsors over here, but there's the one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, and that's Wine Isle is going to coffee. Uh, they're the people that get me up every single morning for work. And when I go to bed at 2 a.m., I'm able to get up at 6. And it's because I have their dark roast in my cup every single morning. It's my absolute favorite. You can go on Amazon, just search Hawaiian Isles Corner Coffee, or you can go to HawaiianIslesCornerCoffee.com, or you could just uh, you know tweet at me, and I'll give you the link directly, or give you my Amazon link directly, because I, I probably go in there about every you know two three weeks and just order a nice big case of it. So uh, check them out, and then also go check out MyBookie.ag. Uh, listen, you know no one's saying you have to go and wager a ton. Uh, they have different, you know, different levels of different wagers you can do, and it just makes the game a little bit more fun. So, you know, maybe you want to take a day off from DFS. You don't like the two game or three game slates. Jump on my bookie. You know, throw a couple bucks in there. Use promo code today. That's T O D A Y, and my bookie will match up to your first deposit up to one thousand dollars. So, check it out. Use the promo code. You know, get the free money that they're going to give you, and have some fun. You know. And we, Andrew, I got to hear you. Are, are, are you a Manscaped guy? You see him. I'm looking at your picture right now. So I, I see your picture and it, it looks like you're a pretty clean cut shaven guy. So I'm guessing you're a big Manscaped fan. <laughs> you know, I am. I'm curious about their products. I'm going to take a close look. Well, I don't think you have to because I, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I already bought it. Listen, I bought it, but I'm going to go out there on a limb and say that maybe they'll give us a little free swag so that we could try it out. And I'm hoping that you get to try it because the products are absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, I have the lawnmower 2.0. It's one of their one of their buzzers. They also have all different types of deodorants. Uh, but go on there, use promo code Hoopball. Uh, you'll get twenty percent off your first free uh, your first purchase, and you get free shipping. Uh, and everybody knows this stuff. Shipping is where they kill you. So use the promo code and get the free shipping and enjoy the products. So we are done. We are good to go. We have four games on the card tonight, Andrew. First game of the night is going to be a very fun game. I think it's probably my favorite night or game on the night in general, just because of the narrative surrounding it. And it's the Boston Celtics versus the Charlotte Hornets. Pick a team. Let's break this yeah. down. Yeah, I'm excited about this one, too. I'll start with the Celtics and the narrative of Kemba returning to Charlotte. He's one of the core plays for me. He's really, he's really playing well. And, you know, I, I saw a stat tonight. I was watching the Sacramento-Toronto game. And they, they put a stat up of league, league leaders so far this season in three-point attempts. Can you guess who the league leader is in three-point attempts per game? Uh, see, coach served me up a softball, and I botched it yesterday, so I'm going to guess Kemba Walker. Well, yeah, he, so he is he's in the top he's in the top seven. He's basically tied for second. All right, Harden is number one, so that was that was a curveball since Harden isn't in this game, but. Oh, After Harden, who actually attempts 13.6, you've got this grouping of Lillard, Lowry, Heald, Luca, Beal, and Kemba, all between 9 and 9.6 per game. And it was sort of fun to see that stat because you just, you know, when you focus on one player at a time, sometimes you miss the big picture. And I didn't realize that Kemba was that high in the standings in terms of how many threes he attempts per game. And of course on fantasy draft, you get the 3.5 bonus when you make a three. So, you know, it's one of those stats that you, that you like when, when your players are going to attempt a bunch of threes. So Kemba at 17.1 is going to be 
in my lineups for sure. He's going to go back to Charlotte. He's going to get a warm ovation. I expect he'll have an excellent game. And then the other guy on the Boston side, Hayward. Wow. Two out of the last three games, he's had over 50 fantasy points. He's only 13.5K on fantasy draft. So he's cheaper than Tatum. And he's got, you know, at least recently, he's got that big bigger upside than Tatum. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Hayward over Tatum. And then I'm going to stay away from the Boston Bigs. Tice, Tice is probable. Cantor's questionable. Robert Williams III is probable. So there's a decent chance all three of them are going to play. And, you know, it's unfortunate for Robert Williams III fans because he, you know, point per minute, he's doing pretty well. 21 fantasy points in 14 minutes last time out. But uh, I'm going to stay away from the Boston Bigs because of the – you know, the, the chance that all three of them are playing, of course, we got to wait for the news. I think you nailed it. I think I, you pretty much said everything for me. I was on, you know, the exact same takes. I think, you know, Hayward, uh, Kemba would be my two primary targets. Uh, you know, Hayward's been balling out. The thing I like more about him than Tatum is, yes, they both have scoring upside. They both have rebounding upside. But Hayward dishes the rock a little bit as well. So he has multiple ways to kind of get, get to, uh, you know, the extra few points that you need to kind of get over that bump. Because now we are paying a little bit more for the salary, uh, but we only have a four-game slate, so there's not as many guys, you know, as in, you know tonight where we had eight or nine where we could choose from. So I'm I'm totally invested in both those guys. Also, you know, Kemba's price tag to take the narrative out, it's just too cheap for him. Seventeen-one, uh, I would much rather pay that than you know we'll get the Lillard later, sixteen-seven, and the late-game hammer going against the Clippers. Uh, give me Kemba over that any day of the week, even without the narrative. Just just saying with the you know standard matchup wise on the floor, um, I'm with you. And then you know going over the Hornets side, uh, yes, I think we do need to kind of consider Terry Rozier. Uh, he's he's price has gone down a little bit. He's twelve-six. It's a revenge game. You know he hates playing, but I'm not really that interested in him to be honest. You know I'm going to consider him a little bit, and I'm going to probably play him in a few lineups here and there just because of the narrative. But if it wasn't for the narrative, I'd have no interest. I think the Boston Celtics are very, very good, um, you know, with their perimeter defense in general. It's, I'm not saying, you know, Kemba Walker is like a, a all-pro defensive, defensive player, but we're talking about this team's very good with their rotations as well. And they have guys that can move very quick and cover multiple positions all over the floor. So those guys are going to give a lot of these wing player problems. And we have to remember Devontae Graham has been playing out Rozier um, pretty much all season so far and came out with a splash last game. So... Um, I'm not really interested in him all that much uh, besides that narrative. I think Graham, his price tag's up there. I'm expecting him to kind of garner a little bit of extra ownership just because of the big game he's had recently. Um, for the same reasons, I'm not really that interested in Rozier. It goes for him too. Um, my main my main target in this game would be in the front court. It would be Cody Zeller. The minutes have been down lately, but this is a matchup that he can 100% take advantage of. If he plays that 26 to 30-minute mark, um, I can almost feel confident guaranteeing a double-double out of him. Interesting. So I actually am on Rozier. I think that I, I you know, I don't I, 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 I know what you're saying about Graham and, and Rozier sort of balancing out lately. They've sort of been sharing the, the limelight and Graham has been playing excellent ball. And I, I wouldn't say that Graham's going to step back completely. I mean, if he's got an open three, he's going to take it. But I think he's going to defer a little bit to Rozier or or Rozier's just going to take the reins and run with it. I, I think Rozier's going to, you know, step up and try to play well against his former team. So I've got Rozier as a core play in my lineup. And then 
you know, I noticed with Zeller that his, you know, as you mentioned, his minutes are down a little bit. I'm not quite sure why, because he was playing so well a week ago. But the one, so I'm more interested actually in the bench here for a big, for the one of my key value plays on this slate is actually going to be Biombo. He's only at 6.8. So he's almost min price and he fits in with one of the builds I was playing around with earlier. And, you know, he just crushed it last time out in 17 minutes, 28 fantasy points. And, you know, if he's if he's got if Cantor's playing and he's spending some time defending Cantor, I think he can get a couple blocks and uh, pay off value. Yeah, I mean it, that's it's a big caveat on the on the minutes for Zeller, and I honestly I genuinely don't know why they're down. Um, it's not foul trouble. He hasn't been in foul trouble. I, he may have a nagging injury that's just not popping up on the report, but I don't see why they they wouldn't mention it. Um, you know, Golden State isn't a matchup that they needed to use him in, and it, it may just be matchup specific. Because now looking at it, um, we're talking about Indiana last uh, in the last one where they didn't have uh, Sabonis. And they were pretty thin in their front court. I believe they were starting Jakar Sampson and, uh, you know, Goga. So, you know, that could have been the reason. He just matched minutes with Goga. And then when they went small, they didn't play him. So, th- I mean, that kind of makes sense to me when I'm breaking it down and looking at it from the perspective of just the matchups that they were playing. So that could be the reason. And that could be a way to capitalize on this. But it, it's definitely a risk. Maybe more of a GPP play. And I get it. I get why you're playing Rozier. Mine's basically just a fade to try to take advantage on the ownership and the edge and a GPP on this kind of slate. Sure. It's it's only four games. So, uh, you know, I know we have to understand that both these guys, him and Kemba, everybody knows about this narrative. It's going to be two of the most popular plays on the slate. And, you know, if, if I could peg him on a, even if he gets like a, you know, what he's been doing, a 30 to 35 point game, it's solid. You're not going to lose money because of him being in your lineup like that. But, you're not necessarily going to win a GPP if he's not crushing value in that. If you find somebody else on this slate at a similar price tag that could do that for you, there could be an edge. So, um, you know, that's the only thing I'm saying with it. You know, play him. If you if you wanted to play him, play him. Don't let me talk you out of it. Uh, but maybe just build one out of your five lineups in a GPP and try it without him. I have a feeling there's a point guard in the next game who you might be pivoting to in that similar price range. Oh, is that so? Uh, you, you, you think you think you know what I got going on over here? Well, if you're gonna pivot off Rozier. There's one guy that makes a lot of sense. Okay, uh, well, maybe even two, really. Well, let's jump over to that game. I think I'm good over here, unless you got anything else. Did I lose? So, I think I lost. No, for a we second. can we can jump to uh, we can jump to San Antonio. All right, let's do it. So. I'll just make a prediction here. I think you're going to – well, I, I've got uh, a dotted circle around Chris Paul as a potential pivot. He's 12.5, so $100 cheaper than Rozier. He's been picking it up lately, and I, I think he can uh, I think he can perform well against the Spurs. You know, then there's Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's a little bit pricier, but he's at 13K. So I'm guessing you're going to turn to that backcourt. I, I think I you know both of those plays are solid, but because I'm gonna go heavy on Rozier, I'm not gonna have much of those guys. I think the I think the Thunder are really fairly priced. Same thing with Steven Adams at ten point five. I think it's a fine play, but I'm not you know, this it's not like it's gonna be a high scoring game with, with San Antonio. I'm also gonna fade Gallinari. For some reason he just is not 
he's not really he's not showing any upside this season. All of his fantasy games are around like twenty five points. So at at twelve thousand on fantasy draft, it's just not worth it. You know, one of these times he's going to break out. He, he did attempt ten three pointers in the last game, but I will probably fade him on this slate as well. One value play. Darius Baisley at 6.7. He's finally getting some minutes. Last two games, he's had 18 and 23 minutes, and he's been around the 24 to 26 fantasy point mark. Took 11 shots last game. That was the most off the bench, tied with Schroeder. So, you know, if he's going to come out and be heavily involved with the second unit, he took five three-pointers last time out. He's worth a play. All right, man. Yeah, well... Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if I'm if I'm going to pivot off of uh, Rozier, it's got to be to somebody. And like I said, it's probably going to be somebody near that similar price tag. And I do have a little interest in Paul. Um, the one thing that I do that, that is kind of keeping me a little bit away from him, and you'll hear why, because at the end of the day, there's three guard slots. Uh, two of our guys are absolutely already locked in. For me, guaranteed, I'm probably 80% of across the board in all my lineups. Um, we'll get to the, the other one. He's in the next game. Um, but, you know, DeJounte Murray is a defender. Like, he's a very, very good defender. Um, he's very long. He gets he gets in his hands in the way of the passing lanes. He can block guys at the rim. He's a guy that I generally don't like to target, but he's not going to be playing on the court for a lot, like a full lot of minutes. He's going to be looking at more of like a 24-minute, 25-minute role. And I think Paul, like you said, he's been picking it up lately. Three straight games of at least 35 fantasy points. He's a little bit underpriced. Um, and it's a game against Popovich, so I think that they're going to need him. I think this game could stay close, should stay close. Uh, Thunder are pretty scrappy, and the Spurs have actually been playing at a little bit of a higher tempo than they normally have in the past. So, yes, I, I do have a little interest in Paul. Um, that's probably my only interest on that side of the ball. I think, you know, you could take a look at Shea uh, always. Those both guys are, um, I think, the most obvious pivots if you're trying to get off of Rozier. But, you know, I wouldn't play both of them in the same lineup. This isn't the kind of, you know, matchup you'd necessarily want to target both of them in um and then looking at the other side of the ball I, you know i never have really too much interest in the spurs at this point um none of them really overperformed for fantasy uh, you know aldridge i think is you know the more safe play DeRozan's been playing well lately but i just don't want to pay for those guys when there's other guys on this slate i can just feel more confident um even the guys in the backcourt i don't want to take any shots on them how are you feeling about those yeah i agree it's just it's this classic san antonio there's so much balance in the minutes and the distribution that you know Aldridge is just sort of boring right now he's more of a cash play he's just not not exhibiting any upside sort of like Gallinari and you know I agree with you on on Paul I think you know if Murray were going to play a full allotment of minutes we'd be a little bit more concerned about his defensive prowess but we saw him play only 19 minutes against the Hawks and Trey Young went off so if if he's not going to play a full allotment of minutes that's why I have a little bit more interest in Chris Paul than usual. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. We're talking about a guy playing 14, 15 minutes. And that, you know, you got to probably imagine that the 14, 15 minutes he's on the court, it's going to be 14, 15 minutes that Paul's on the court. So I'd expect him to, you know, there'd be some direct correlation to that. But Paul's playing 30 minutes a night right now. So there's still going to be another 15 minutes where he can just torch up, you know, whoever it is, Derek, Derek White, Patty Mills, um, anybody. But at the end of the day, He's he's looking a little bit more aggressive than he's been in the past, and that's kind of what we all expected coming into the year. We're expecting a guy that does, doesn't want to be there, so he's just going to get his kind of thing, and they didn't have a lot of scores until we seen Shea step up. 
But, you know, we're looking at the past three games, 20 points, 15 points, 21 points, and the assist numbers are kind of there, 6, 9, 5. We'll take the, we want more of like the 8 and 9, um, but the steals, that's what I want to look at. And it's 3, 3, 2, 2, four straight games of two or more, and those defensive stats pile up. So before you know it, he's already close to the 40 mark, and you only paid 12, 5 for him. I think that's a fantastic price. Yes, sir. All right. Ready to move on to the 9 o'clock game. We have the Miami Heat against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, pick your preference right here. All right. I will – I'll start with the Heat because I think you want to talk about the Suns guards. Um, so with the Heat, you know, the – Butler is the wild card here because his price I think is quite fair at 138 he obviously does have the big tournament upside that we love. Real blah game in Denver, though. 29 minutes, 3 of 12. So you figure he's going to bounce back. But in the lineups I am creating so far, he's not making the lineup. You know, on a four-game slate, if I make 10 tournament lineups, there's no way I'm going to fade Jimmy Butler on all 10. Um, so this is a little bit of what Coach was doing last night with um, – the Golden State Houston game, he wanted to fade that, and I'm not. I'm not going to fade this game, but I'm going to fade Butler and Booker for most of my lineups. Even though I love playing both of those guys, and what I what I guess I'll do is I'll make one or two lineups where I sort of stack this game in case it stays close. Um, but but specifically for Miami, you know, in general, I'm going to fade Butler just because of my build. The other guys are a little bit of a mess now with Winslow back. And what I'm going to do is just focus on one value play or mid-price value play of Kelly Olenek. He's only 8.3 on Fantasy Draft. And I think his minutes and usage are starting to increase. And I had fun watching him in that game in Denver. He just pretty athletic for his size. Just He had a catch-and-shoot three on the wing. Where it just looked like he was six five, just like a normal wing player catch and shoot. So he he looks good to me. He's improving, and I think eight point three is too cheap for him. Yeah, well, um, actually, I the guard I was talking about um, is on Miami. Oh, um, is it? Yes, it is. There's there's one guy, uh, Jimmy Butler. I absolutely love, but there's one guy that I have a ton of interest on this slate um, with a narrative going his way, and it's Goran Dragic. Yes. Goran Dragic absolutely hates the Phoenix Suns <laughs> more than anything. Uh, he loves to go out there and tear them a new one any chance that he could get. And I'm sure when he was injured last season, he was mad when the opportunities arose. So he's definitely a guy I've circled. He's definitely a GPP play. It's a narrative play. So like I said, that comes with a grain of salt. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that he's going to have a great matchup or anything. He's, he certainly will. It is Phoenix. Um, but it, I, I'm simply interested in him because of this narrative. Um, I've played it in the past, and it's worked before in the past for me. Granted, he was getting more of a secured role and more minutes in the past, so it was easier for him to get to the value. But
But 10-4 is a fair price, I think, and I think this matchup very suits it. And, yeah, I do have a ton of interest in Jimmy Butler as well. So those are the two guys I will definitely uh, be mixing and matching. I'll probably play both of them in a couple lineups, um, and I have a ton of interest in. Uh, I think Bam's always in play. Uh, he's just been absolutely playing phenomenal. He's, you know, I think I believe he's second in the league in assists, only next to Jokic for centers. So he's he's producing in multiple ways. His defensive numbers are there as well. So he's definitely an option. Um, and then if we go over to the Sun side, I really, yeah, no, I, I'm actually not interested in Booker. I'm with you. I think I'm going to fade Booker on this slate. Um, you know, yes, he he shoots well in double teams. Regardless, he doesn't like getting double teams in the gym. He put out a great game last. Uh, you know, it was a, his 40 point game, but. Jimmy Butler, I'm expecting to be on him for just about most of this game. And if not, they have some pretty great defenders on the wing. Miami's not a team I like to target necessarily. And if I'm going to use anybody, um, I think on their side of the ball, it would probably just be Ricky Rubio. Um, just I think it's, it's a really solid matchup for him overall. I don't think if they decide that you know Kendrick Nunn wants to guard him. Nunn's actually a pretty good defender. He, I didn't know he wasn't a rookie, honestly. Coach Cole, uh, you know, or no, you were the one that told me that, right, Andrew? Uh, about Nunn? Yes. I I don't recall. I think so. There must have been Coach. Coach told me that a few shows ago. Um, you know, I called him a rookie. He's like, he's actually not a rookie. And I said, that caught me off guard. But uh, I guess he was a guy that, you know, traveled around in the G League a little bit. And, you know, once he told me that, I kind of rang a few bells. But um, I don't think he really, you know, is, is known for his defense. I haven't seen enough out of him from his defense. I've watched a few of their games. I haven't watched every single one of their games. Um, you know, looks very good on offense. Don't get me wrong. He's a very, very, looks very, very polished. Actually reminds me a little bit of Malcolm Brogdon um, during his rookie season. Just looks like a very polished player that's almost been a veteran for a while. So I'm not really, you know, worried about his defense. I'll pick on that a little bit, I think, with Rubio. But again, I've mentioned probably about four or five guards I have a lot of interest in, and he'd probably be at the bottom of the list out of all the guys I've named so far. Yeah, I'm with you on Rubio. Uh, as a preference over Booker in this game because of the price. Um, and I like both of those guys better than Ubre. Ubre's trending down. Uh, it's, you know, Rubio and Booker are really sharing the usage. And Ubre's sort of been on the outside looking in the last couple of games. Um, so I'm looking at Rubio, but I'm also looking at Baines. He's just blasting out the 40 point games. Great price at 11.3. And, you know, looking at his price, it takes me back to the Miami bigs for for one more point, which is that Bam at 13.1 is actually the most expensive big on this slate, which is really interesting. It's really guard heavy, you know, and, and small forward heavy if you, if you include Kawhi. But in terms of post-type players, Bam is most expensive at 13.1. So I like Baines being cheaper than Bam. And then, again, when you just compare Bam and Olenek, they both played about 24 minutes last time out. Bam, 13.1. Olenek, 8.3. So, again, that's why I'm going to uh, pivot to Olenek and and Baines as the bigs in this game. Yeah, no, the Baines is definitely uh, way too cheap on Fantasy Draft. Across a couple of the other industry sites, um, they did price him up. He's more. He's priced a little bit more fairly. So I do think you could definitely still go with Baines on uh, on fantasy draft specifically. Um, I'm not. I know that there's going to be a ton of ownership on him. Um, so that could be another one of your pivots if you want to take. When I, I assume just about you know probably about forty percent of the field will probably look his way. Thirty five, forty percent. Like you said, there's not a lot of center options, especially on the other sites. But that's another reason why I think you can get away with it on fantasy draft because you could play multiple centers. You could play multiple forwards. Um, and do a ton of different combinations like that. So I do like the Baines call, 
Um, another guy, Bridges, he's, he's been getting a little bit of uptick in minutes. He's, you know, dirt cheap on fancy draft. He's 6,300. So if you need, if you're scrambling for value and you want to take a shot on him, he can easily, uh, you know, get hot from three, get, you know, D and three type of guy, get a few steals and all of a sudden he's around that 20 point mark and you're happy with the value at, you know, 6,300. So that's all I got from that game. All right, me too. All right, before we move on to the last one, just you know, big shout out as always. Uh, thank you to the guys over there at Fantasy Draft allowing us to do what we do over here. We love doing this every single night for you guys. We bring you the content seven days a week, and it's because of them. So always check out their rake free games. Use promo code Hoopball uh, for a free week trial of rake free gaming. So check them out. And always, if you could, take a second out of your day, uh, pause the podcast, let's do it when you're done, whenever you could. Give us a nice rate and review. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube, Spotify. Uh, we're all over the place, Podbean. And, you know, if you could, uh, you know, give her, give her a follow over at HoopBall. Uh, we always produce our good blurbs on a nightly basis. You'll see me retweeting them here and there. I get a lot of my information from our blurbers. Um, they're up to date on all of it, like within a minute of the news breaking, uh, if even. They're spot on with every kind of analysis that they give. So check them out. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, I'll drop it now, Andrew, at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find me at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And, you know, the affectionate coach is not here, so uh, I haven't dropped any old guy jokes yet. Um, you know, maybe I'll say them for the end. Maybe I won't use any tonight. I kind of was dry and I didn't come up with any. Uh, but you can always find him at Joe Sarvati. It's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. So those that's our crew. That's our cast. Uh, we're going to eventually probably bring on a couple other guys here and there to take a couple shows once in a while. But we're grinding. We're bringing it to you seven days a week. And, you know, we would love it for just a little bit of a you know nice review. We work hard. Yes, we do. And I got my first bone to pick with the coach. Oh, yes, please. See, they take my spot. <laughs> take. I need a night off. I, I, I talk and we're, we're on five days a week with them. So it's like I can only say so many insults. Half of my say off air because I can't say them on. So you know I'm, I'm running out of clean cut insults. So please hit them with a good one. Well, it's it's DFS related. It's you know the 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 coaches challenge we did on Tuesday night. He sort of sprung that on us last minute, and so I relied on you guys' show as my main prep for that challenge. I wasn't planning to enter many lineups on Tuesday night. And of course he, he voted for Anthony Davis over LeBron in that game against the bulls. And he didn't say to completely fade LeBron, you know, but he, you know, this is, this is the big, the big duo that we always look to coach for. Cause it seems like he's always giving his opinion on, on LeBron versus AD on any given slate. And so I went with, in the coaches challenge, I put Anthony Davis in all my lineups. And I had this thought, you know, maybe I should throw LeBron in one of them just in case. But I also thought that Davis in Chicago, all that talk about will he play for the Bulls maybe someday. I thought he'd come out and smash. But he just, you know, he cowered under the lights. And so I can't, I guess I can't blame Coach completely because I, I thought the narrative was there as well. But... Anyway, that crushed my Tuesday night coach's, coaches challenge. If I played LeBron in one of my lineups, I could have been top 10. But uh, I'm just happy that I can turn the page and, and we can do it again because now I'm top five in the Wednesday night coaches challenge. Lou Williams off to a hot start. So I'm looking at a top three or four finish. 
Yeah, I know. Listen, I played a, a ton of Davis. I'm perfectly okay with if you know we just want to blame it on coach. I okay. I right. I, I, I mean I I bit the narrative as well, <laughs> and I was all over it. But hey, why not just blame him for no reason? I mean, if anybody else, yeah, I think eighty percent, eighty six percent of the people that night had coach or had uh, Davis is blame coach. You know, chalk it up on coach. He'll take one for the team on this one. Uh, it was all his fault. He's the reason why we did not win because uh, Anthony Davis. So. <laughs> I'm cool with that. We'll we'll roll with it. He'll love it. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're in the top five, man. I'm, uh, you know, someone has to take it home from here uh, one of these times, and it's great. I love it. I'm 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 still kind of floating around that middling tier. I had a couple busts in there, but uh, you know what it is. It is what it is. My overall night's not good. I don't think I'm going to be making too much money tonight, but that's why uh, you turn the page and look forward to the next one. I'm already pumped up. So we'll get to our fourth and final game. We have the Portland Trailblazers versus the L.A. Clippers. This is going to be in L.A. Uh, you want to hit us off? Sure. I'll go with the Clippers. Kawhi is currently sitting right now as we speak as the Bucks play the Clippers. First night of a back-to-back. He's, he's going to sit out the first one. He's going to play the second one, we expect. So with him back in with the extra rest, He's 17.5. He's the most expensive player on the slate, but, you know, price isn't too much of a concern here. So he'll be in my lineups, well-rested. And this is actually the highest total in Vegas at 225.5 right now. So, you know, not necessarily expecting a shootout, but I wouldn't be surprised if this one is close and, and Kawhi gets his regular minutes. And, you know, on the Clippers side, you, you always have to consider Lou Williams and and Harrell, um, I've got them in almost all my lineups or most of my lineups tonight, uh, Wednesday night. So I probably won't be as interested in them on Thursday night, on the second night of the back-to-back. We'll see how many minutes they play, but I expect they're going to be heavily involved. So I think Kawhi will pick up the slack. So really, I'm just all about uh, Kawhi Leonard here for on the Clippers side. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same boat. I think that anytime you know he's getting good rest the night before, it's always a good spot to target. Uh, plus, you know, Portland doesn't really have that guy that's going to be really able to, you know, get in front of him or stay in front of him. So they've actually the wings have been their problem probably for the past like, you know, what since like Brandon Roy. So uh, I'm with you. Kawhi is probably the only guy I'm really targeting on that side of the ball. Um, you know, jumping over to the other side, I already mentioned I'd. You know, I'd rather play Kemba Walker than Dame. I'm not going to say fade Dame. I'm not going to be playing a ton of them. I'd prefer McCollum, actually, in this kind of matchup. He's much cheaper. He's actually about $5,100 cheaper on Fantasy Draft. That's a huge savings, and we've seen him be able to pop before. I think a lot of people kind of look at that, uh, you know, opposing team rank, um, you know, rating right next to their players. They'll see Dame at 19. They'll see McCollum at 3, and they'll immediately get scared away, and I hope so. But at the end of the day, he'll have the better matchup on the floor. And it's all about, you know, which guy gets hot sometimes. And Dame's been absolutely on fire. CJ's been a little bit colder. I'm really just hoping up for a bounce back game at a low salary. Um, and then I'm also going to be looking to take advantage of these these extra wing minutes that are kind of floating around. Uh, Baysmore and Hazoni have both played about 24, 25 minutes in the past couple games. So I think they're both in play. I wouldn't play both, uh, you know, both of them in the same lineup. But if they, if they round out your lineup, and you know you have that 8K left, and you want to go to you know Baysmore, leave 400 on the table. I am perfectly okay with that. 
And Whiteside, I think, is just a little bit too cheap. I don't like this matchup. I don't. I think he'll actually be forced off the floor a little bit. That's the one thing that scares me. But this price tag just looks a little bit too cheap for him. 12-7. Um, you know, when he does get the minutes, he just absolutely smashes it. So I don't know. How, how do you feel about Whiteside? Are you worried about the minutes at all in this kind of matchup? I am, potentially. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting because I agree. I think he's too cheap. He's actually you know, playing well. And it's, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. He's hard to trust, but he's producing and his price is good. I think he'll, he should play a fair amount of minutes because we know that Harold plays a lot with the starters. So he's going to be out there with Harold some. The only other X factor here is that this is the first of the front end of a back-to-back for Portland. And because it's a front end of a back-to-back for Portland and the, the back end of the back-to-back for the Clippers, that's when we sort of get into that unknown of of minutes and, you know, does one team not quite show up like, like we expect and then, you know, everybody's minutes are thrown off. And that's why just this game in general I'm not, I'm not targeting. Um, but, but, yeah, I, that price is quite attractive on Whiteside. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad that you brought up that it's going to be a, a back-to-back for Portland. You know, I didn't, I didn't mention that, and that is a huge factor because at the end of the day, if the Clippers get a big lead in this, um, they'll pack their bags a lot sooner, knowing that they have a game the next night. Exactly. So th- that's a big fear, and you got to understand, Whiteside has trouble staying on the court sometimes, even if it's a close game. He's very matchup dependent, and yes, he he should see some time on Harrell, and he could take advantage of it. But that's also a matchup Harold could take advantage of. And if he gets a quick couple buckets, uh, Whiteside sees foul trouble. It's another problem. There's many avenues for him not getting the minutes that he needs to get to get us to where we want to. Um, but that being said, like I, I'm very intrigued by the price. I'm not too sure just as of yet if I'm going to pull the trigger. Um, probably really going to come down to what kind of exposure I'm getting in this game. If I'm already playing like McCollum, I probably won't play him as well. Um, but I'm okay with kind of getting two guys, one from each side. If you wanted to go, you know, Kawhi Leonard and then play a guy like either McCollum or Whiteside, that would probably be my uh, my first take on it. And I don't know, do you have any? Do you have anything else? I feel like it's just a very underwhelming late night hammer. Yeah, one other value play is is Hood. He didn't shoot well last time out, but he played 35 minutes and he's only 7K. Yeah, that's a good call. So. Uh, let's see. In the last four games, he's he's always played between 31 and 35 minutes, but his fantasy points have ranged from 12.5 up to 32.5. So he's he's really a a boomer bust, and you know 32.5 fantasy points is not really a boom, but at only 7k on fantasy draft, it is a boom. So uh, he's he's worth a lineup or two, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic call. I mean, he's a guy that's very, very score independent. He's almost like a poor man's Andrew Wiggins, if if that's not an insult enough. That's uh, oh boy, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. No, listen, he's getting he's getting the minutes. He's literally averaging 22 uh, fantasy points per game as of right now. Yes, a couple of those are from some big 30 point games, and those are the nights he obviously gets a little hotter in shooting. But you're right. This I think this is a definitely a, a good spot where if you're starving for value, you could target him. 7K is cheap. And anytime you're getting a guy playing that many minutes, sometimes they just fall into rebounds and steals. And before you know it, they're at value halfway through the second quarter. Yep. So that's a great call. Um, very, very good way to end the show, I think. So, all right, man, that's it. So um, I, I don't know how we're going to have, I'm going to have to talk to coach about the chicken soup challenge from last uh, for tonight, just because it kind of got kiboshed once Sabonis got ruled in. Really wasn't expecting that. 
Um, was That's really right. You had Leaf, right? Yeah, yeah. I was really expecting Sabonis to sit, and I was going to be real pumped up about. It. I didn't play Leaf anywhere. Um, for anybody that was wondering, just because of that Sabonis news, um, really, really kind of you know, sucked the wind out of my sail. I was very upset about that. That is tough, but hey, you've got your your morning coffee waiting for you. And guess what, Mike? I put my order in. My first shipment of Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee is arriving tomorrow morning. Which blend did you go with? I think I went medium. Okay. Yeah, they, they I mean they I've had all of them. I've had the variety packs. They have, you know, a couple they have a medium, they have a couple different dark roasts, um, a light roast. They're all good. They do they have a couple of flavors. They've got the little K-cups, man. They, there's no excuse not to have a wine Isles going to coffee. I'm telling you guys once you try it, it's something about like you could it literally tastes like Hawaii. Like you could it's like I <laughs> I taste the earthy soil in my black coffee and I love it. it it's it's so good. <laughs> I can't I can't wait. <laughs> all right, man. You enjoy it. Well, I think that's all we got for you guys over here. Like I said, follow us on Twitter uh, at Mike Patria at Language Olympic for Andrew and then Joe Sarvati for Coach. Uh, you know, hit us up. Get us on Twitter. Uh, follow our blurbs. Definitely check out some of our premium content over there. Mike Passador, uh, our you know editor in chief over here, the guy that keeps me in line writing my articles, came out with a fantastic one as he always does. Uh, spotlighting OG. So definitely go and check that out as well. And give us a nice thumbs up and rate and review, guys. And we will be back tomorrow. I'll be on again with you, Andrew. We'll be us two nights in a row. Looking forward to it. It's nice when I don't have to see or talk to Coach for a little while. So I'm going to thoroughly enjoy that. I hope you hear that, Coach. Uh, and we will be back. So uh, from Mike Apatra, I had a great time tonight. I will t- see you and talk to you guys tomorrow. Andrew, take us home. Take care, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow, Mike. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.